0: Welcome back to Ask Dr. E, where Dr. Michael easily answers your biblical or theological questions in 10 minutes or less, most of the time. <laughs> Today's question comes from David, and it's a little long, but I want to read the whole thing for our listeners. So he says, Hey, Michael, could you please offer any advice or wisdom you might have on what to say to a friend who is deep into a, quote, Christian cult? I feel good about defending and explaining and preaching what the Bible and the gospel actually say, and I also feel pretty good on explaining what I find very problematic on his beliefs. So I am mostly interested in any general tips on interaction. How do I navigate a meeting with a former Christian acquaintance who is fully in a cult? We've talked a bit on and off lately on the phone, wanting to catch up in person. When that happens, I know it may be a bit of a friendly Bible theology shootout. I want to tell him in love that he is in a very dangerous spot and that it's not just about my side being right. If you can share any similar experiences and tips, I would deeply appreciate it.
1: Great question, David. And... Perhaps uh, not that uncommon for a lot of us that we have friends that know Christ or maybe don't know Christ or lived a certain way, but now they're all into, quote, a cult as you define it. First of all, based on your questions, comment, I would say you're probably better learning to ask. And again, I'm not presuming you're not doing this. Don't hear that. Ask questions. Ask good leading questions. I found the word how for some reason is really helpful how did you get there how did you come to that conclusion how do you know it's a little for some whatever reason doesn't trigger certain people when you say why and now i'm now i'm on my heels defensive or what but i said how did you get there well tell me how do you understand this now how did you understand it then and and so you're looking for that and then listen super carefully listen for the intonations where he might go, what happened to him, maybe experientially. I think the hardest part for me in my relationships like this is I don't want to do this effort. I get tired. So I applaud you staying in there with them and just from time to time reaching out, taking initiative. Secondly, I would take a look at Ron Rhodes' books, R-H-O-D-E-S. We've had him on the broadcast many times. Ron is, I call him the apologetic for every man. So he's got, you know, 10 questions for the Catholic, 10 questions for the Jehovah's Witness, whatever. He's got dozens of books that are super easy to read. And what I might do, if you have a good enough friendship with them, is say, you pick one of these books and let's read it together and talk about it. Because that way it's a third person party person that you're attacking slash reading as opposed to you trying to prove to him something or something else, uh, you know, that you're right or he's wrong. And, you know, sometimes God will use something that's well thought through. And Ron is just so good. At thinking through these issues in a simple way and articulate them clearly. So take a look at Ron Rhodes' offerings. I think he's got 60 plus books going, and I bet there's one that you could find and read together. Lee Strobel's two books. uh, Hannah, what are they called? Um,
0: Oh, like Case for Christ? is that? Case for Christ and
1: Case for Faith. Thank you. Those two books are really good. Lee writes for a, a very easy reading level. So those might be one or the other. You might, you know, Read together with him. I want to give you three verses. Again, you're probably well-honed on these, but maybe put them in your pocket for a future time. 1 Timothy 2, verses 5 and 6. For there is one God and one mediator also between God and man, the man Christ Jesus, who gave himself as a ransom for all, the testimony given at the proper time. And I so appreciate this verse. It's so full of theology we have one mediator, there's no angels, there's no other you know, prophet, there's one mediator. And I love the fact that he says, the man, Christ Jesus, so he's the God-man, who gave himself as a ransom. And that's something I think arguably is unique. Biblical Christianity has no, quote, religion, close quote, quote, faith system, where the God became the sacrifice for his creation. And in this case, for us. And then the ransom for all, the testimony at the proper time. So this was the proof, if you will. So it's a good verse for you to tuck under your belt and maybe come into memory. And then alongside those, and again, I'm not presuming you don't know these, David, but Ephesians 4, 5, one Lord, one faith, one baptism. So that differentiates other quote religions and cults. And then finally, Jesus' own words in John 14, 16, which are often used at funerals. Jesus said, I'm the way, the truth, and the life, and no one comes to the Father but through me. So the exclusivity of what Christ has done, the one mediator from what he's done, the one Lord, one faith, one baptism, meaning identification. So those would be three I would keep in my pocket and then just try to keep a relationship Try to love Him, reaffirm that you love Him, reaffirm that you care about Him, and, you know, trust that God might use that going forward.
0: Yeah, Dad, I mean, you're kind of starting to land there, but I've heard you say, I mean, a hundred times, at least you've never argued anyone into the kingdom of heaven. And you could probably edit that a little bit and say, I've never argued anybody out of a cult. So, you know, when, when we think about it that way, then what? Yeah. And, and I think you're going there, keep keeping well, that I, relationship, I, I, yeah. prayer,
1: uh, sure, I obviously, and I appreciate the, the reminder, because this is long-term. You know, I, I won't name names, obviously, but I got a whole list of people that I... There's that cryptic phrase that Paul talks about, Demas, who having loved this world, left me. Yeah, And I don't know that that means he lost his salvation or he wasn't a Christian. Maybe he wasn't a believer. That's not my point. But it, it here's a guy that was around Paul's ministry and left it. Yeah. So this is not new. God... Evidently, I don't want to speak for God, has this guy in your life. Evidently, you care about him, you love him. So it's long term, it's prayer, it's concern, it's compassion. And again, I appreciate Hannah your comment. Yeah, I've never argued anyone I'm not an apologetics a person. I've never argued anyone into the faith or believing. The Bible that said, "I've had some really good arguments that have provoked <laughs> questions." Sure, but it wasn't that argument. That, oh gosh, slap my forehead! Now I understand. You know that just doesn't happen except in movies. So yeah, I just you know, applaud you for wanting to stay with him and know that God is yet sovereign. The last chapter is not written. Not to sound cliche, but you know, there's. I doubt there's. No, anyone listening, we've got people that are in some similar situation or have walked away or don't believe, and we would do anything for them to come to know who Christ is clearly and follow him in his word.
0: good. If you've got a question for Dr. E, text us or call us 615-281-9694, or you can email us at question at michaelincontext.com. Ask Dr. E is part of the Michael Easley in Context ministry. You can find more shows and biblical resources at michaelincontext.com. Ask Dr. E is produced by myself, Hannah Seymour, mixed and mastered by Sonomorphic, and music composed by Jason Germain.